You are listening to the Apex Nutrition Podcast on Mountain Bike Radio. Hello, listeners. Welcome to the Apex Nutrition Podcast. We took some time off, so I'm really excited that we're back on it. Three things before we get started. If you're new to Mountain Bike Radio, I would encourage you to go to whatever app store you listen to or get your stuff from. Type in Mountain Bike Radio and download the app. Because what you can do is not only with this show, but others, all the other shows on Mountain Bike Radio, is you can go through all the archives. So if you're used to seeing things or listening to things on iTunes, you can only go through 300. On the app, you can go through 850 whatever episodes we have. Uh, if you want to listen to all the back episodes of the Apex Nutrition Podcast on its own, go to the search box in the app, type in Apex Nutrition, and it'll bring up all the back episodes so you can get caught up. Second thing, go to shopmbr.com. I've been updating the store, trying something new, and uh, have a bunch of different t-shirt designs in there. The logo t-shirt in several different colors, uh, so definitely head over there. The other thing is go to mountainbikeradio.com slash support MBR, and you can find out information about uh, becoming a member or shopping through our Amazon link. So if you have any questions, comments, feedback, whatever it is, send me an email. It's ben at mountainbikeradio.com. And here's a newest episode of the Apex Nutrition Podcast. I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Apex Nutrition Podcast. We are back. Sorry for all the... I know. This is Kelly. In case you're new to Mountain Bike Radio, new to the Apex Nutrition Podcast, I'm Ben. And on the other side is Kelly. Say hi, Kelly. Hi, Kelly. <laughs> yeah, so um, I say it last time because uh, we do have a lot of new listeners the last few months. And uh, so if you're new to Mountain Bike Radio, new to the Apex Nutrition Podcast, I would encourage you to go over to mountainbikeradio.com and click on, on the top row, click on listen, and then click on Apex Nutrition Podcast. And that will take you to the homepage of the Apex Nutrition Podcast, which you can just scroll through all the old episodes. Or the best way to do it, if you're doing it on mobile device or if you're just not next to a computer, because a computer really is pretty easy to scroll through if you're new, um, download the app. And then in the app, you can go to the search box, type in Apex or Apex Nutrition, and it will bring up all the, it will filter out all the episodes of the Apex Nutrition Podcast. So you can just listen to them all right there. So there's a couple of ways to catch up on everything Apex Nutrition, or if you just want to catch up on everything, you can just download the app and go through all 830, oh shoot, 837. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Well, I say that because iTunes is really popular, but it only brings up 300 episodes and then people are like, oh, 300 episodes. I wonder where the rest is. It's at yeah. mombikeradio.com or the app. Awesome. Okay. So uh, this episode, Kelly, what are we going to talk about this episode? I'm actually going to talk about keeping your ligaments strong, and in my case, healing them. But but the um, why is that? Oh yeah. So I am now. Let's see. It's the ninth. Tomorrow is the tenth. So I'll be two months exactly post op on my um, ACL reconstruction, and two months plus six weeks since I tore both my MCL and my ACL. Um, and yeah, my MCL healed before surgery. We gave it six weeks, hoping it was a grade three, but hoping that I wouldn't have to have it reconstructed as well. And I didn't. And then my ACL, of course, had to. So surgery on that. So I've spent 
the last two months, you know, rehabbing, but of course, being a sports nutritionist, I dove in early to the um, nutrition side of it. And so I'm trying to bring, you know, my readers and listeners things that they can use as well, things that might be interesting, you know, nutrition for joints. I've for a long time talked about joint pain and joint inflammation and, you know, the different nutrients we can use there. But now we're actually diving into the collagen and all the stuff. So I'm trying not to be too much about what going on with me (laughs) with the podcast and what I'm going through. But I think this is pretty popular across the board for athletes because we all want healthy collagen and joints. So Mm -hmm. the other thing that was cool with it was um, there was meniscus damage on my Oh, that's cool? (laughs) No, 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 no. no. What's cool is that it wasn't really there by time of surgery. So something helped. Yeah. Yeah. So he didn't really, you know, it's it's when surgeons talk to you and they're like, yeah, and then we go in and we clean this up, meaning Mm -hmm. they like scrape off your meniscus, which just turns my stomach Um, or, you know, scrape off the inflamed parts, the, Mm the torn up stuff. It wasn't there. So, so that was good that it started to heal a little bit too. And if you want to find out, Kelly mentioned her writing and reading material. Yeah. My post, go, to, yep. go to apex nutrition, LLC.com. Yeah. Or yeah, just read there too. You can email her and she can send you any links that, <laughs> that you want. Uh, That's right. it's Kelly at apex nutrition, LLC.com. That's K E L L I at apex nutrition, LLC.com. Right. All right. So, um, yeah, you want me to dive in? Yeah, dive in. I'll ask, I'll, uh, interrupt I'll dive you, in, you chime in. and yeah. chime in and <laughs> probably Sounds say good. some stupid things and ask some questions. <laughs> good. Okay. okay. So I'll give you kind of a breakdown of the um, nutrients that I'm going to cover over the course of weeks in my post and then on the podcast too. And then today we are specifically going to talk about gelatin in undenatured way. But the ones I'm kind of zoning in on are, um, is it zoning in? It's not zoning in. It's honing in, right? Honing with an H. How about just zoning? focusing in? <laughs> I'm focusing in on these. But that would be okay, honing, first. yeah. Honing, yeah. Thank you. Okay. Starting with high protein. Basically, a good amount of protein is going to help any of your tissues heal and you need protein in order to keep healing. But at the same time, you need adequate calories because protein can be just used up for calories. If your body, you know, in the, if you're malnourished, if you're not getting enough, then protein can't do all the jobs it needs to do as effectively. So we want adequate calories, but the specific thing on top of that is adequate protein. For me, I'm looking at 1.5 grams per kilogram per day and I'm small. So that's um, like 80 grams for me for a lot of people it would be more like, you know, 100, 120 grams per day. So that's just kind of a tissue building level of protein. Um, and a lot of athletes, you know, get a lot of protein every day anyway, and wouldn't have any trouble. I don't have too much trouble with that one. Gelatin. So that's one that we are going to talk to about today. So I'm not going to go into much more with that vitamin C with the gelatin. I'll talk about today and denatured way I'll talk about today. So other ones that we'll talk about soon, specific to tendons and ligaments, because believe it or not, these aren't just pain and anti-inflammatory. They have healing properties. And we've kind of alluded to that over the you know, years at turmeric and ginger have these amazing properties to help our joints. Um, but I'll go way more into that in the weeks to come. But one thing um, that I will say is ligaments in their attachment to bone is actually inhibited by most NSAIDs like ibuprofen. So initially, you know, I was on, of course, the prescription pain med for like three days, the first three days. Um, and with that, I also took Tylenol, but you can't take ibuprofen whenever you get a ligament redone because it actually inhibits the healing there. And it was just really interesting to me that turmeric and ginger, both anti-inflammatories, natural ones, 
don't. So they just work a little bit differently. Um, calcium, magnesium, and vitamin D, of course. Um, MSN, glucosamine, and chondroitin, those are popular nutrients for people who want, um, who've had joint issues. So we'll talk about whether or not those actually work. Um, and then the last thing, at some point, I'll talk about the essential oils I've used. And they're kind of the same as what we've talked about. Oh, I'm, man. I'm using... <laughs> into the woo-woo stuff again. <laughs> you stop it. If, I'll tell okay, you what, dude. though. With um, with that, I'm anxious to try out some oils uh, with ticks. Ah, we're, yes. We're moving into uh, basically the woods in peppermint? northern Wisconsin. Yeah, peppermint. Yeah. Like, you, ki- oh, Sam, like a, it does. And it makes like all kinds of rodents. Nothing and, kills um, ticks. <laughs> Pretty awesome. See, don't go spraying that all over yourself then if you know that it starts killing things. Um, But but yeah, so that helps like mice stay out of your garage. It helps um, spiders. Things don't like it. Just things do not like peppermint. Mm -hmm. So, but anyway, I like peppermint because it's one I used. So it's a vasodilator. So anytime you're trying to heal something, you want blood flow and oxygen, right, coming to that area. Ah. Um, Ah, Yeah, yeah. so um, and then. Also, turmeric and ginger, you can get those as basically any plant. You theoretically could have an essential oil from it, right? Because it's mm-hmm. just um, the plant material. So basically, I was hitting the, my body with turmeric and ginger from the outside in, meaning the essential oil going through my skin, and then also from the inside out with the supplements. Do the, so, okay, we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about that at that one. some point. Yeah. So are you asking if it's molecularly like a yeah. the size to get? Yeah, right. and that's exactly the difference between like a, an essential oil is molecularly able to go through the skin. They'll, okay. There's um, And it's pretty well studied with a lot of them because okay. cool. these I'm two skeptical. aren't. Yeah, so I'm, they're I'm able a little to, skeptical on that one, but okay. Good, good. You should going. be. Keep going. Yeah, and the more you hear about it and all the wackos out there to telling you, you know, all these different things about it, you should be skeptical. But the good thing is, is even, you know, searching something like PubMed, which is generally where I start with research, there's plenty of research on um, on certain essential oils. Like peppermint's been studied a lot. Yeah. They're able mm-hmm. to actually um, detect it and, and see the amount in your bloodstream, even when you've applied it via skin and via respiration. So that's where you're getting to cool. real voodoo land because it goes through into your lungs. It's like airborne into your lungs and then into your bloodstream. So, um, all right. So what we're talking about today, and, and I'll give you a quick recipe too, because these don't taste good. So you need, you need to know how to get them in you without it, not, you know, with, with the taste. Mm-hmm. The two specifically are gelatin. So I know you know this, Ben, but where does gelatin come from? Uh, well, I'm looking out my window at a horse pasture right now. Did they come from that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if it comes from a horse. That's horrible because we probably have some vegetarians and vegans now. I just oh, totally just. Yeah, I'm going to say that. that you should turn this off because I don't yeah. want hate mail, basically. Yeah. Gelatin is usually from cows and pigs, but it's oh, made okay. from. No horses. No horses. I think it's glue. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love horses. Okay, everyone. I love no, horses. I, yeah, I love no, cattle. I named them. I, you know. Okay, so and, cows and pigs. Yeah, cows and pigs. Um, it's from their cartilage, their skin, their bones. This is basically boiled. <laughs> no, and that's. Get, I mean, the, like old world. Like if you're making a stock, a for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's which like used to be called way. stock. Right. Exactly. Oh my gosh. So if this was like the hipster hacks one, we'd right. be like, 
Yeah. Anyhow, so you you take yeah. the parts that you would otherwise. I don't, but yeah, someone does, and they boil right. them, and they get the amino acids to come out, right. and then they form it into a. I, I'm assuming into a liquid, and then they dry it into a powder. Mm-hmm. So what we get, and if you've ever had Jello, my friends, you've eaten this, and this mm-hmm. is the same thing. That you know, there's different qualities of it in terms of the amino acids that get through. But if you've eaten Jello or anything with gelatin, you know, whatever. Um, You've eaten that. This is where that's come from. I think there's probably like vegan forms by now at Whole Foods. I'm, I'm assuming, but traditionally, this is where gelatin has come from: is cartilage and bones and skin of animals. So then you've got to think though, if those amino acids were present in that animal, they're probably present in your, you know, skin and cartilage and bones. So could those, if I've lost or I need rebuilding of these parts of me, could it help? So that's kind of where we come, we're coming at with this. So in research, and a lot of the research on this is on engineered ligaments. So they're like little, you know, ligaments, man-made ligaments, and then they, so then they can treat them. It's just so hard to do human trials on things like this when you want uh, um, a time frame that's not years and years and years and people trying to remember if they ever ate gelatin and then how their ACL repair went. You know, that's the problem with most nutrition studies is it's hard to have cause and effect, double-blind you know, placebo study. So in this case, they've used engineered ligaments. But the thing is, is yes, adding gelatin, especially before you exercise, shows an increase in collagen synthesis in ligaments. So usually they want people to take like 10 to 15 grams of gelatin an hour before you do any workout. You know, um, strength training things or, or running, so anything on your feet, jump rope, we could talk about that. One of these studies about jump roping. And I loved that, of course. So, um, cause I do, if you go yeah. back a few oh. episodes, we talk about, I do it in home. I used to, how sad I used to do an engine home jump out, jump rope workout. How long um, before but, you can do that again? I think that one will come pretty soon. Okay. I'm supposedly can run like on level roads, um, at three months. I'm only a month away from that. Oh. So I think, I think that one will come. And this week I get to go on, out on my bike outside, but I have to envision myself like a grandma pretending to be a baby <laughs> and go that slow. Well, so that that, like there's muscle step. issues too if you're pushing it one way or the other. Exactly. Well, you, and since I, I grafted from my quad, huh. the main thing is my quad tendon, not my quad muscle, but still same no, thing. I know, but, yeah. um, Sorry, so but, any pulling to go uphill is a problem. Like I don't want to re-tear up, of course. So yeah, um, You just have to get so, the motion done. Right. And, you know, and I'm indoor on my bike. That's been my main rehab mm-hmm. as far as flexion. So, but the problem is I live on a hill, of course. And so it's going to be a nice walk with my bike, any, any direction I go to try to find some flat land. But, but yeah, I'm excited to get outside. So anyway, gelatin, we are going to use that. There's study after study that shows an increase in collagen synthesis. The, um, the amino acids that are like the precursors to collagen synthesis and then the collagen itself when it's taken before exercise. So that's number one that we're going to use today. Number two is undenatured whey. And we've talked about whey, I'm sure, Ben, mm-hmm. before and kind of my criteria for it. And, um, you know, there's lots of good whey out there. Generally, I'm going to get as natural and as few ingredients in a whey protein as I can. Most of the ones I buy have literally like three ingredients, maybe. Um, and I usually buy plain, which I know just does not taste good. And the problem with undenatured, so undenatured just means that it was never heat, heated high enough through pasteurization to um, 
alter or change the amino acids in it to denature them. So these are undenatured because these specific amino acids haven't been changed. Um, and why this is important is because the form of um, cysteine, L-cysteine that's present in milk before it's been denatured or pasteurized, when it, when we consume it or you drink it, our bodies respond by making more glutathione. And glutathione is this like super antioxidant made by your cells. So we have access to this antioxidant that our body wants to make to help us, you know, uh, reduce oxidative stress, to help us heal, to help us do all this stuff. But we don't get very much of this specific amino acid in this specific form in our in our diets anymore to increase it as much as it was. In fact, with pasteurization of milk, which I'm not here to debate whether we should pasteurize milk or not, because, you know, a lot of people like raw milk. Some people think it's like illegal or something, <laughs> throw people in jail. Um, but with the um, pasteurization of milk, there definitely has been a decline in glutathione in the human body. So this is one way that you can get it back because it's a safe way. Um, so if you buy a way that says undenatured, and a lot it used to have to come from other countries, but I don't think it does anymore because it's all over Amazon. Um, you can you can increase your body's you know you're getting a protein in plus you're doing something that increase can increase the glutathione. Um, the great thing about whey too is it's high in leucine. So leucine is an amino acid, which is good um, for muscles, tendons, and ligaments, both building and healing. So that's one of the reasons why even if in the if you can't do dairy, a lot of times you can still do whey. If it's the lactose that's a problem for you, then whey might be um, something you can use. Of course, you can use just, you know, someone who's trying to heal their tendons and ligaments could just eat meat and get a ton of amino acids, you know, all the essential ones. Anything that's a whole protein from an animal is going to have all the essential ones. But these are just some specific foods that have specific amino acids that our bodies use for tendons and ligaments. So that's why we started there. And I forgot to mention vitamin C. So in these studies, they used vitamin C along with um, gelatin. And the reason is, is it is um, like the precursors to collagen um, synthesis as well. So it is required. Vitamin C or ascorbic acid is required by the human body to synthesize um, collagen. And we, we see the opposite of it. Ben, do you, off the top of your head, do you know the opposite, like what happens when you don't get vitamin C? Scurvy. Yes. And see, that's a lack of collagen. That's a collagen depletion disease. So your so. ligaments and stuff kind of just uh, fall, yeah, not fall apart, but. But they don't work and they, they hype, um, atrophy. Yes. Really? So like, yeah. So it's, but it's not just ligaments. It's, you know, um, it's skin too. So, oh, they so see all tissues kind of just yeah, atrophy. Exactly. Hmm. Um, they'll see like a wasting in the rib area. And um, because their ribs get so small, so there's this huge sunken in. And then there's pictures of kids where they're like in a. Uh, like kind of like a fetal position, but not quite. It's like a flexion position where their knees are bent because they're not able to, to unbend them properly. And so, yeah, it's all about collagen too. So the opposite of that, when we want to build um, collagen is we need to add some vitamin C. So back to our, uh, our recipe. Mm -hmm. And of course it's a smoothie. <laughs> and at some point I'm going to talk um, about, you know, different tactics to not gain weight while you're, you know, down and out like I am, because you wouldn't believe how many athletes who come to me um, to work with me, they're trying to lose weight because they gained weight at some point when they were hurt. And a lot of times, you know, if you're out for 12 weeks or six months or a year or whatever, it's really easy to, um, to gain weight because you're, you're used to eating a certain way and then your activity level goes down. So um, we'll talk about that at some point. But smoothies is one 
is one way because liquid nutrition just is metabolized kind of different than solids and it can help with that. So we are going to take one cup of cherries or berries. I like cherries. Cherries, that's another one we can talk about at some point. Tart cherries have nutrients that help joints anyway and decrease pain. Um, We're going to add an orange. That's for vitamin C, but I'm going to tell you it's not going to be enough. So we're actually going to have a supplement too. So cup of cherries, one orange peeled and you know, get the seeds out as good as you can. Juice from one lime. So that's two tablespoons. Um, You can add a slice of like a one inch slice of ginger and a one inch slice of turmeric root or half a teaspoon ground of each Um, half cup plain yogurt, two tablespoons of the undenatured whey, two tablespoons of gelatin. Um, and I'm using one from grass-fed cows, so you can get it like that good now, like pasture-raised or you know cows on the mountainside. And that's the gelatin you, it comes from. For me, that's important because feedlots. Imagining where this, you know, that's coming from their hooves and their skin, feed, and then thinking of a cow in a feedlot. And I know that a lot of that's going to get cleaned up, but that's too much for me. Gelatin is right on the border for what I can feel okay about. So I'm going to try to get as clean of a form as I can. So we were at two tablespoons of undenatured whey, two tablespoons gelatin, um, half cup to one cup of water. That's just to thin it out as you want. And you're going to get a pretty high protein. We're looking at right about 20 to 25 grams, depending on your yogurt of protein in this, um, with some good carbs as well. I add 500 milligrams of vitamin C at the same time, just to remind me to take it. I try to do this. I do rehab like three times a day. So I try to take it about an hour before or drink this. If I can time that about an hour after the smoothie meal. So that's the recipe. And one of the reasons for some of the specifics in that recipe is gelatin and undenatured way that's plain that doesn't have a bunch of ingredients added to it. It just doesn't taste that good. Like if you've ever, um, if you ever smelled or tasted powdered milk, then like the old, like the powdered yeah, not like no. right out of the box though. Okay, there not is like, a smell. you know, like lick my finger and like dip it in the powder. <laughs> yeah, that'd be gross. There's a smell. I don't know why. My parents used to feed our kittens powdered milk. I don't know why. Uh, so I just cheap. have the. It's cheap. Yeah, it's cheap. And I, yeah, they. I don't know why they just didn't give us, give them like water because they had a mom. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, true. Ah, I didn't argue at the time, um, but I just remember mixing this, you know, chunky, <laughs> nasty powder <laughs> for the cats. Yeah. <laughs> so good. They're like chewing on the chunks. Oh, it's so good. And the undenatured way is the same. One problem with it is it doesn't mix that well. So you can't just like mix it in some milk, like whip it up with a whisk or something and then try to drink it. It doesn't mix that well. So you need it like in a smoothie, like high powered blender break that stuff down, get it to mix in gelatin, plain gelatin, especially the better kinds, like the ones that you get out of the like knocks at the um, grocery store, mm-hmm. you know that those have been processed somehow because they have zero smell. And then like the raw gelatin has a smell and, and it tastes kind of similar to the undenatured way. So we got to cover this up. The smoothie does a good job. Or if you're trying to cover it up in your own smoothie, I'm suggesting lime juice is amazing for covering up this taste. I don't know why. And limes and cherries go good together. So I like that. Um, Ginger, ginger just kind of overpowers everything. So if you don't want to smell anything else or taste anything else but ginger, add some ginger to your um, smoothie. Another way you can go is um, instead of the lime juice, I'll sometimes do cocoa, raw cocoa, and make this like a chocolate cherry smoothie. Cocoa and cinnamon will cover these tastes up as well. And that's across the board in any um, smoothie. That lime juice, ginger, cocoa, and cinnamon, not together necessarily, will, will really help any smoothie taste if you're not trying to put in a bunch of sugar and a bunch of other um, ingredients to cover it up. So, so yeah, that's where I'm at with, uh, my research in healing my ligaments. Hmm. How's it, uh, (laughs) how's it all going? 
It's going good. I mean, it's funny. It's just mental, I guess not even physically, but mentally too. Like how's it yeah. all progressing like together? Yeah. So the physical part, you know, it's, it helps when you've been this athlete and you've got these strong legs, you know, and you, um, and this happens, it's, you're much better off than someone who can't get up and down off the floor yeah. with their one leg or something. You know, all those things are better. My, since I didn't do my hamstrings as a graft, my hamstrings have maintained a lot of strength. Um, my quads. So if you didn't hear the last one, one of the most astonishing things about this to me was that, so when I first initially, you know, ripped up my knee, my quads and my lower legs and my brain stopped all communicating together. And I try to read like, why does this happen? And one theory is just, it's like a self-preservation of your body. So your body knows your knee cannot hold you up anymore. So it's like, we are shutting down all those muscles. So you don't try to do anything, you know, and this is mostly my MCL from tearing my MCL. I had no stability. It, it couldn't stay straight. It had, it would wobble all the way in towards my other knee and then wobble all the way, way past the outside. And then I'd fall down. And so, um, so your legs, your legs shut down at a nerve level. It's crazy. You eat at a nerve level. And so that happened initially the first time. And then you do all this stuff to make it respond to your brain again. Basically, you do all this rehab that at first doesn't work. Your leg won't listen to your brain and say, lift up your leg. It just won't and, until one day it does. So I went through that with the first six weeks before the surgery. But then when you go and get surgery on your knee, everything happens again. So you yeah. start all over from your leg not responding. And so one of the things you have to do is you have to lay down or sit down. My my um, physical therapist likes you to lay down so you can't use any hip motion in it. Um, and you just are trying to lift your leg off the floor, just straight legged. I mean, no weights, nothing, just trying to lift your leg off the floor. And it's not because you don't have the muscles. They, you know, you've built, I've built this up over years. Mm -hmm. So obviously it's not all gone, but at a nerve level, it couldn't do it. And it wasn't until, it wasn't until day 12 post-op that like a miracle out of nowhere, I'm trying to do my rehab and my leg could lift. And it was so funny. I, I mean, I bawled and bawled because it was the, it was the weirdest thing to not be able to move my leg. And it was very, um, it was very claustrophobic to me, like trying to sleep at night. And then you wake up out of nothing and you remember you can't move your leg. You can't move your leg. And if you want to roll over, you have to physically get, take your hands and move your leg over. You know, you, you, it, it was, so that part, Oh God, that was a huge mental hurdle for me. Um, some of the toughest parts. Um, and I plan to, at some point I've, I've written an ebook already on surgery recovery, but now mm -hmm. that I'm going to be a real expert at it, mm -hmm. I'm in the process of rewriting it. But some of like the top 10 things or whatever that, you know, you don't know before this was, that was huge that you, I just never realized I've never, you know, my husband's never gone through this. I've, I've never, I don't know how I would have known, but, um, another one was sleep was so it's like having a baby, like where you just go through this, um, time in your life where you don't get adequate sleep and, but you've got all these decisions to make, you know, and all this insurance to deal with. And so it's kind of like that where you're very stressed, but you also aren't getting adequate sleep. So I ended up using like an over-the-counter sleep aid um, oh, for five weeks, really? probably. Uh -huh. It was just that Zyquil. I mean, it's horrible. It's like Hooked. a berry, berry. Here I'm like trying not to use any right. nasty ingredients in my smoothie. And I'm using like bright purple berry, berry well, Zyquil. And I couldn't care less because yeah. I needed sleep so bad. And I couldn't I couldn't fall asleep. When I did, it was like two hours because I couldn't roll over at all. Um, so that was a big part. And mentally, it's, I mean, not going from being an athlete to not being an athlete. Of course, it's just... And, you know, what I tell people a lot is it's like it took my best stress reliever, the very mm -hmm. most fun thing that I loved in the morning to get out. And it kind of, you know, sets up your day. You go mm -hmm. for a great ski in the morning or a great ride or a great run and you come back and it's, you know, your time. Um, for those of you who are new, I have four kids. So it's your time. 
mm-hmm. and it's um, this great stress reliever. And I've that's been taken away. And in its place, all kinds of stressful things have been put in it, you know, yeah. dealing with insurance and all that that goes along with surgery. So that that's tough. That As rehab progresses, it's gotten better as an athlete. Like there's things that are hard for me. I couldn't wait for something to be muscularly hard for me because you crave the pain and you crave the you know, something being hard right. for you when you're used to heading up a hill and knowing in your stomach that, oh, this ride's going to hurt. So you're used to that. And now all of a sudden there's nothing like it. So, so that's been good having a little bit of that sort of rehab. So, yeah, I mean, and the other thing is you get functional very quickly. I'm two months out. If you didn't know better, you might not know I had knee surgery. I can, you know, no brace walking around with my kids. I can't, I can't run with them. I can't be pulled by them or something like that, but I can walk but just like walk, normal. Yeah. It's like, but snow, jump. like, like you explained before we started recording, it's basically like snowboarding. You said it's easy to become at this point, it's easy to become functional, but to become performance level, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's like, you know, it's like a hockey, yeah. you know, straight, it's like hockey stick to functional and then just levels off right to performance. Yeah. <laughs> you and know? you're getting stronger and stronger, but to be what I was to, um, you right. know, pull a bike up a hill yeah, or to, Oh, it's, it's so far out, you know, and it's coming. And I don't mean to complain. I don't, I, I don't. And, um, you know, when people haven't seen me in a long time, like I just saw my parents and they hadn't seen me like in a month, you know, it's like, Oh my gosh, you know, last time we were seeing you had a straight leg brace on, you know, you couldn't do it. And so I get that. But when you're day to day to day, you know, you don't mm-hmm. see, you see the improvements, but you don't. So yeah. The, and the mental part, I knew, you know, I had a lot of good friends. My husband's great about it, that I was going to have some very bummer days and I have, um, but, but yeah, it's, it's all, it's all going well and it will, um, you know, I know it, I've never been injured in all this time of doing all this stuff. So, you know, lots of people have been a lot more injured than me for sure. So now I get it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what else do we have going for this one? <sighs> That's it. Okay. You got some ligament, you got some nutrients, you got some smoothie. I mean, what else is there in an Apex Nutrition podcast? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So what else do we have coming up on tap? You know, I think next I'm going to give you a recipe for some chocolate covered espresso beans, which are awesome, especially when you're not sleeping and you need just a little something maybe a little later in the day, but not a whole cup of coffee. Cool. So. Yeah, that'll be fun. And then we have a whole summer to talk about stuff. So we'll yeah, lots and, of uh, mountain biking. And, and I apologize. Uh, pretty much any time uh, it's my fault for time delays in between episodes and stuff. Um, last couple of months, in case you haven't heard on any other shows, we're moving and uh, we bought a house and moving back to Wisconsin, Hayward, Wisconsin, northern part. Um, so that sh- life should... Uh, be, I don't know, not settled. It's down not going to slow down. No, 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 not so, not that, but like, uh, just uh, routine. Uh, more dependable. Uh, yeah. Routine time. Uh, to get th- some things done. So. Yeah. That's it. If you have any questions, cool. comments, anything like that, you can send it to me, Ben at mountainbikeradio.com. Or if you have any questions, comments, whatever for Kelly, it's K E L L I at Apex Nutrition LLC dot com. Yes. All right. Thank you. Cool. So thank you, listeners, and have a great day. 